0: What is up? Brad here with another episode of How to Win with Brad DeMint. I'm here today with Steve Haru. Steve, how you doing, brother?
1: What's up, man? Mr. DeMint. It's a good last name. Easier than mine. uh, (laughs) Thank you, Brad. Um, Yeah, so Steve
0: Steve has done a lot of awesome things. I just connected with Steve a a few weeks ago, actually, on Bradley's Closer School. And Steve has a lot of knowledge in sales. He's... uh, you know, done a lot of different work for different companies and helped a lot of companies succeed. Steve, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Sure, man. Uh, Now run a company called Victory Selling. And our main goal really is to completely change the narrative of the professional salesperson. Um, We really believe you can be super successful through honesty, integrity, humility, being a normal person, being down to earth, Uh, Don't really believe in all the BS gurus on social media who I think it's kind of funny that so many people want to teach you how to sell and they've never sold shit. So I think that's kind of funny. Um, But that's what's out there, man. And so my my career kind of started um, very oddly. I was the last guy you'd ever think would be successful in selling like like the last kid picked at kickball. Um, I did not say a word, right, from second grade, probably through high school. Um, No dances, no dates, no proms, nothing like that. Um, My freshman year of college is when I finally saw, uh, I saw this ad for uh, part-time work on my desk at school, and uh, I didn't know what it was. I went in for the interview. It turns out it was uh, selling knives, and so uh, that was kind of my start in sales was Cutco Knives. My Parents told me I wasn't going to make any money. Nobody would buy my knives. I barely talked and um, I ended up being uh, the number one rep in New England my first month uh, in the business over the winter break and uh, stayed with them through college. Um, Ended up being number one in the country uh, my senior year, second semester, and uh, stayed with them for three years after college running sales teams. And then I found Aflac. And so I took a break actually from Cutco. I got burned out. I just wanted to play golf all day and uh, got my handicap down to like a three, you know, 3.4, 3.5, and then ran out of money and uh, needed to get a job. And that's when I found Aflac at a job fair and uh, did very well with them, ended up making it to number one in the company with them as well a few years later and uh, spent 13 years with Aflac. Also again, running sales teams and, just realized I had a, you know, much more passion for teaching and coaching and, and training people. And um, that's why I left, you know, it's kind of funny to have to leave on top and, you know, people kind of joke about the Barry Sanders thing and, you know, well, why would you quit, right? But you get more passion from helping others and that's when I wanted to, uh, to start Victory Selling and so that's what I did. Yeah, man, and it's actually pretty
0: awesome because when I got into sales, it was also with Cutco. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, that's, that's where we kind of connected when we were on that call. I was like, that's awesome, man. That's what got me into sales yeah. and I've grown so much after that, but that really, you know, and, and it was an awesome experience for me. And, and I learned what I really learned with that is being that, and I was taught this at a younger age, but to be honest when you're selling and, yeah. and to be a normal person. And I know you preach that They're right there, by the way. I see i right behind you, man. You got, I have my set in my living room. I use it every day. I love
1: that. Yes, sir.
0: Um, but, but what you, a lot of what you talk about is why the old sales techniques don't work. Go into that a little bit and, and why, why this new, the, what you teach is, is actually better. And and I know a little bit about it. I want you to tell uh, the, my listeners about that.
1: Yeah. I mean the, the, I guess the easiest analogy I can give you, especially when it comes to sales training, is kind of like the doctor analogy. Let's say you screw up your knee really bad playing basketball. You hurt your knee. You know something's wrong. You go to the doctor and the doctor doesn't look at you. She doesn't touch you. She doesn't examine you. She doesn't do an MRI and then says, Hey, Brad, we'll, uh, we'll see you for surgery tomorrow at seven. You're like, uh, what? Why? She goes, Oh, well, we just prescribe surgery for every patient we see. But what if they have an earache? Yes, surgery. What if they cut their finger? Surgery. This The one-size-fits-all training that's permeating our industry, It it just doesn't make any sense at all. How could you possibly teach, train, and coach somebody when you have no idea what's wrong? And so we use a tool called the Sales DNA Test, and that has to be first and foremost And we have to figure out what are people's competencies? Where are they strong? Where are they weak? Where can they get better? What are they good at? What are they not good at? And then we test 21 competencies, right? That most salespeople, they don't even know exist. Things like we talked about right on the call, the need to be liked. That is one that most salespeople have that kills them in sales. Um, Being uncomfortable with money. That's another thing, if you don't overcome that challenge, you will never be good in sales, right? You'll never be a good closer. You'll never be great long-term. We've gotta figure out what's inside that's hurting us, whether it's mindset-wise or or sales skill-wise. So that's really the first thing we do. We don't even let people enroll in my course unless they do that first, right? We're not in business to sell logins. That's the other guys, right? Um, we want to really help people transform, and so we've got to diagnose the problem first before we give them the direction to fix it.
0: Yeah, the sales DNA test. I mean, I, I I've heard it's awesome. I haven't taken the sales yeah, DNA it's test. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, I know I'm gonna probably check that out one of these days, just because you know I, I'm interested a little bit, you know. And I've I've been following you for really. I just met you a couple weeks ago, but yeah, um, I, it, it makes me wonder because you know I I saw that Brad Lee actually took the test. Yeah. And he was starting to notice things about himself that he didn't even notice before. and yeah. I'm, you did the same thing. You know, I, um, I'm pretty sure like the first time you, you took the test, you're like, man, I, I was a closer, you know? And uh, you yeah, know, I,
1: I'm not that good. Right. That's the point. You, you cannot let your ego get in the way. It's the people that let their ego get in the way that never end up succeeding long-term. Right. All the one percenters. And I, I know a lot of them, they're all down to earth. They're all friendly, but they all also know that they need to get better every single day. That's what you see Brad talk about. That's what you see the winners talk about. All the fakers that are online talk about their Bentley and their jet, look at my watch and my, mu- please, please. That's not real, right? That's fake. And so you have to understand to get better You have to lose your ego, right? You have to believe that you can get better. If you believe you're God's gift, be my guest. But that is not somebody that's going to relate to me or my client, which which is not oil and water, right?
0: Oil and water, man. That's how you're going to win in life. You have to know that you always can get better. The minute you get comfortable, you failed. And, you know, you have to like, and, and just stepping away from sales a little bit. Like if you, if you're sitting there and you just want to do the same thing every single day, you're not getting better. And it's the same thing in sales. If you are, if you think that what you've done, what you've done in the past doesn't matter, it really doesn't. And I mean, it, it does cause you learn, gain experience from it, but when you keep going in life and you to get to where you want to go, you have to get better. And that's a key trait of winning is getting better every single day.
1: You said something about the past, right? Because a lot of the sales training that's out there, I mean, literally is shit from 1995, right? It, it's, it's all regurgitated crap, right? So why I wanted to be different and, and I spent the last year, 18 months, right, building Not only my course, but the book and all the other stuff we talked about when I was in Costa Rica. And the course that I built is way different than every other thing that's out there. We basically did like a modern-day Napoleon Hill thing. So I interviewed tons of six- and seven-figure salespeople in every aspect of selling you could imagine because I wanted to find out what their best practices were today. Not what they did in 1990, not what they did in 2006, what is working today for salespeople today that is what half my course is built on this is not steve Haru university this is real life what other successful people are doing right now and that's what people need to learn i don't have that well you got to do it my way right no sorry it will never work that way right and that's why we have such a unique You know, thing here we've got going because we diagnose the issue and then we teach people how to fix it. But it's not just my remedy, right? It's hundreds of other people that have had success doing different things. You just pick and choose what you like and you implement that into your business. And that's why it's different.
0: I love that, man. And you know, I, I see a lot of similarities with you and me about how we sell and how we go about things. And that's what I really liked about you. And that's why I reached out to you because you know, like we, we definitely, we connect a lot with, when it comes to selling, how we sell, you talk about how you don't need to be liked by everybody, you no. know, that getting liked by everybody is not the way to sell. Um, I'm pretty sure you actually said in the call the other day, think about if someone who doesn't like comes up to you with a Lamborghini and says, they'll sell you the Lamborghini for three grand. You'd buy there, it, man.
1: Your worst enemy comes up to you and does it. You would buy it. Right. But we, again, we got taught. People buy from people they like and trust, right? But that's not true. People buy when there's value to them, right? And if we don't spend time building the value, it doesn't matter how great you are. I work with tons of people in the real estate industry, and they always complain to me all the time. And they go, I can't believe it. My cousin bought a house from somebody else. I can't believe it. Like, why can't you believe it? You suck. You're not good. They're going to spend a million bucks with you, make the biggest financial decision of their lives with you because they're your cousin. But that's what we've been taught. And it's, it's the need to be liked that kills salespeople, right? We all want to be liked and we should be liked clearly, right? That still helps. And clients, again, they like us right down to earth and friendly and honest. Okay, cool. But it's the need to be liked that salespeople have to remove, right? Think about Brad. You think Brad Lee gives a shit if people like him? No, he doesn't. But they they respect him. But that's why he's a top one percenter. So that's what the one percent have that everybody else doesn't have. They don't need to be liked. They couldn't care less if you like them. But they're going to provide value for you, and and that's the difference. And we still can be liked and should be. But it's we just shouldn't have to be right the people that check Instagram every day right and make oh my god did I get 12 likes 47 likes 364 likes oh my god if your life is dominated by that there's serious issues right oh definitely
0: and that was something that I really you know I I don't it's a lot of people like me but a lot of like it's funny because I don't care about how many likes I get anymore I used to I'll, I'll tell you in high school I cared about how many likes I got now I actually get it's funny, and, and this is really probably the first time I've ever said this, but I say this to people all the time to, in person. But I have gotten a lot of less likes after high school when I got more into you know, doing my podcast, doing things. Yeah. But the thing is I'm getting the right people that I Correct. want to follow me. I'm getting the people that want to be better, the people that support me. And, 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 I, don't, and I don't mind getting less likes because I'd rather impact the people that I can that want to see this stuff. And and I know yep. that it'll grow over time because I don't care about how many likes I get on something. You I have to let it grow
1: organically, right? You cannot care about followers. If you're watching this guys, listen, so many of these gurus, they're all phony followers. They paid for them guys. They're not real. So it doesn't matter how many followers you have. Do you have a tribe, right? That, that, Literally sings your praises, right? Do, are they evangelists for you? That's what matters. Who gives a shit if you have 800 followers or 80,000? I'd rather have 800 that are committed, that are learning, that are growing, that are sharing, right? That are engaged than 80,000 who are phony, right? And again, it's the whole m- mantra of what goes on on social media. It's just a veil, dude. It's a veil.
0: I know it's crazy. And, but, but that is what I've realized, you know, and I, I really, I don't mind having, I mean, right now at the time of this recording, I have about 1,300, I'd say. Uh, I think that's around the amount of followers I have. And, I, and I'm okay with having that many followers because people are active and people are messaging me. People are engaged with my content. Just and give I know value, that you organically man. grow. Exactly. Yeah, Building it. value. And that goes even more than sales. You know, this podcast, I always love to talk about sales, but some people aren't in sales. So, you know, and, and I, I preach a lot about how you use sales in every situation. You know, I've talked yeah. about Grant's book, seller be sold, but I was taught that at a young age that sales is in every situation. I think a lot of us are, 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 when we realize that we start winning. So when you start thinking about that and you lose that need to be liked, you, you realize that you have to build value, no matter what you're doing in life, it, you're, it's going to help you win.
1: But yeah. here's what I, here's what I would, would disagree with you and have you think of this in a different way. Again, that mindset, that sell or be sold bullshit, th- that's from fucking 1980. That is not how people live today. That's not 2020. So guys, if you're listening to this, sales is not about life or death. It's not about you either sell me or I sold you. All that boiler room bullshit. That is not real. It's not about that. You can provide value to somebody and have them not buy from you, right? You could sell something to someone. They want to buy this soda, but you shouldn't sell it to them because it's not right. And I don't know if we talked about this on Closer School or not, but um, or maybe it was on my, um, my victory uh, meeting. You've heard that phrase. All of you have heard, right? Um, wow, he's so good. She's so good. She could sell ice to an Eskimo, right? You've heard this. that doesn't make you a good salesperson. You know what that makes you an asshole. Mm -hmm. If you would sell something to somebody who can get it for free, do you have zero integrity, no moral fiber, no ethics? It's guys, it's more to life than selling shit. I'm I'm sorry. I love this. No, I
0: love that you brought that up because You know, I, I preach that too, because, you know, it's the, the thing is, is like with great power comes great responsibility. I like to say that I, I, you know, right now it's in my LinkedIn profile, Yeah, because when, when you know how to sell, you have to do it with integrity. Like it's so important. So like, you know, and, and I believe that sales in every situation, but some people don't like to hear that, you know what I mean? And and, and that's, what's funny because I've talked about that on my podcast, but then I also, I agree, like you don't want to be the guy that can sell ice to an Eskimo. Well, I mean, you could, but you don't want to do that because Correct. you want to live life with integrity. You have to be honest. The second podcast I ever made was about being honest and that yeah. people should know that you're honest. I, I feel that people realize that I'm an honest person when I'm selling something, I believe in it and I'm helping you. And I know that you're the same way, Steve.
1: There's a a lot of people, man, because it's not like my course is inexpensive, right? It's 2,000 bucks. But people spend 40,000 for college, right, a year, and one-seventh of them are actually going and doing what they went to school for. One-seventh, 40,000 a year. So to spend 2,000 bucks to learn how to be successful and make six figures consistently, right, not that big a deal. But there are people that I know that need what we have, and I still don't let them buy it. Because I know they can't afford it right now, right? With everything that's going on. So you take that scenario, and then you compare it to somebody else who will remain nameless, that may or may not host big events. And so I had a friend that was at this convention, right? The giant upsell, and, this person who hosted the events came out, and before the event, all the presenters, right, that were going to be presenting at this event said, You guys are here for one thing. You are here to make us money. If you don't have a $30,000 product, you create one right now. We are here to get people's money. You guys want to follow a guy like that? Be my guest, right? But the people that follow that guy are not my clients, right? Because we're just not here to take everybody's last dime. Right? That is not what life is about. And I will tell you, and you guys all know this, karma is a you know what, right? And Samuel L. Jackson will fill in the rest for you, right? Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it will always come back to haunt you. Because sometimes the sales that you don't make are the best ones you can have happen. Because that person that you didn't force into buying from you doesn't have buyer's remorse, tells their buddy, who tells their friend, and now you just got a huge client because of that. So again, are people gonna agree with me? Not everybody, but whatever, right? No one's ever gonna agree with you 100% of the time. So just get that out of your head now. And the second you guys stop caring about what people think, right, that's the day you'll really start to live your lives.
0: I love that, man. I really do. I, I, I think that like, you know, and, and for me, like I'm in title insurance, that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love the title business because it's really, it's, it's, it's so, it's such honest a way. Like, like I never have to sell really on price, you know, because we like our prices are lower man. and it's, it's pretty much all the same either way. You know? Commodity,
1: man. It's a commodity.
0: And, yeah. If people like me, they do business with me. So, and I love that you know, I was in the cell phone business for a while i you know, and and I was doing that, but i I knew that for me it 's always I want to do title insurance and real estate and you know and and maybe other things eventually, but like those are like the main things for me and and right now you know i'm i've taking on title insurance full time i've already been closing deals and i've been grinding i've been you know doing what I need to do, and it's just making phone calls make- building relationships, being honest and you know, and it's fun, man. I, I literally have fun. And I, I feel like you're the same way too, connecting with people and, and, you know, and some people will be like, Oh, I don't, I don't need a title company. And I'll be like, Oh, well, you know, I just want to introduce myself because I generally love meeting
1: people. And that's what makes title insurance
0: such a fun business to be in.
1: And you have to differentiate yourself. Remember I told you, I work with a major title company and we talk about building value all the time, right? Because you, there's a lot of title companies. How are you different? What are you going to do for me? You have to build value right with your partners, with your real estate agent. you have to bring value. You have to be different. You cannot just say got any title orders for me this week. (laughs) You gotta be different. Right? And so again, guys, they might like you, but it doesn't matter if you bring no value. Exactly. Bring the
0: value, bring value. And the other thing too, about me being in the title industry is like, you know, I'm, I also, I, I love like, you know, for me, inspiring and helping people is what drives me. So like what I try to do when I'm building these relationships, when I'm meeting people that could be customers, I'm helping them and I'm, and yeah. I'm telling them, you know, I'm talking about my podcast. I, you know, eventually once, uh, at the time of this recording right now, we're still dealing with the coronavirus yeah. and quarantine. But back when I when I'm done with this, I want to start, you know, speaking at different events and yeah. things, and and I'm the title insurance guy. But for me, yep. I, like speaking and in my podcast, this is all fun for me. This is what I like to do for fun. So and it helps That's me, good, I man. think, and it's another thing that makes me different. So you guys got to figure out what makes you different in whatever industry yeah. you're in. What makes you different? Yep, hundred percent, man. Love that, man. I want to ask you another
1: question. What do you yeah. think creates sincerity? In sales and life, man. Uh, again, the 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 overwhelming, you know, um, I don't know how we put this the right way. The negative connotation of salespeople out there, right? It it will never change, right? Because we still have these modern day snake oil salesmen, charlatans, felons, right? That are pitching their sales training. Um, that's that's not real. That's not what the real salespeople look like. Like I said, guys, if you actually ever get to meet the top one percenters, I mean the real one percenters, not guys selling courses and seminars and coaching, the real one percenters, right? They are genuine. They're down to earth. They're family men and women. They tell the truth. They're honest. 99.9% of their business is referral-based. They're just themselves. They detach this Meaning of life is how much money I have in the bank. They don't care about that. The, the people that care about money, that have this ABC attitude, this I want a jet too. You want a jet, okay. You want to pay a million dollars a year in expense. That's, yeah, smart. It's, it's, it's not real, right? It's just a fake, right? It's an image. It's an act. But that's what people are starting to see now, all these houses of cards that are starting to crumble. It'll all come back to you in the end, and you can't take the money with you, okay? can't take it. So I think, I don't know if I shared this on Brad's call, but it popped into my head. I was doing a talk, actually, a keynote. And I don't know why I thought of it, but you think of your gravestone, right? On the gravestone, it's, you know, born, died, right? That's what they have on there. But what if on your gravestone was just one number? There was only one number, no other designs or words or anything, just a number. And the number was how many people did you positively impact right? when you were on this planet? How many lives? And what would that number be on your gravestone? And I know a lot of people, and the number would be this. right? One If your sole goal is about yourself and your money, and oh look at my watch and all that bullshit, you're gonna yeah. have a very lonely life very lonely
0: yeah that's that's a good point, you know, and like that's that's part of me, and I know you're the same way as like you know we're driven to help people, and not everybody's like that, but you know it's something to think about because impacting lives really was what makes the world better, you know.
1: And it doesn't mean you don't have to earn money. Obviously, we want to make money. I'm not saying that, but what can you do with the money? Money's a tool. And Brad says this a lot, right? But one of my mentors, or, or I don't even know what you would call him, influences, right, is Gary Sinise. And many of you know what Gary does, right, with helping these veterans, first responders, families, right? His whole being on the planet, right, is to help people, right, that are in need. But that's what it's about. He's got money, but he doesn't talk about his Bentley or Ferrari. I mean, again, the the real leaders, mentors, right, the the, the Jim Rohns of the world, right, the Simon Cynics. do you see them talking about their fucking jet? It's it, they don't do that for obvious reasons so again you guys that are watching you're never going to please everybody ever michael jordan couldn't please everybody oprah can't please everybody right it's the second you stop worrying about that you'll be so much better off and you've got to detach this I got to sell or my life is meaningless. Like where did that come from? But again, that's all that old school BS, right? And that's why people don't like salespeople because of that image that keeps being portrayed, right? That's a good Come point, to my man. webinar, you'll be rich. The seven figure, you live in your parents' basement. What are you talking about, <laughs> Like what are you doing? There's, there's people, I, I know a guy, a famous guy, okay? And he's got the word millionaire in his stuff, whatever he does, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a millionaire and he doesn't even own a home. Like, <laughs> and that's his name? You, 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 got, you have to use common sense. If you think about all these gurus, okay? And just go on Facebook. Every single one of them is doing a joint venture now. Every one of them has a new webinar, my course, my lesson, come to my mastermind. If you really had $30 million, do you really honestly think that they would be doing that? Just use common sense. If somebody had $30 million bucks, would they be hawking $97 courses? and Free webinar. It's a $3,000 value for free. No. You know why? Because they need money, right? It's all an act guys. It's all an act. So just use common sense, right? The, the people that are super successful don't do that. They just don't do it. That,
0: that's good tips, man. Because like for me, you know, like I'm, I'm getting into speaking and I'm, and I'm doing different things and I, I know that I'm different. You know, I know that for me, like, you know, I've studied Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar. Those are like my two guys that I've i studied. I listen to everything. I, I study everybody. I learn from everybody.
1: You see like, those two talking about that bullshit?
0: No. No. I mean, well, and that's, you don't see Tony. Dude. I mean, tell, like I look up to Tony a lot, you know, it, when it comes to sales, I look up to Ziglar and I look up to Tony in a lot of things. How so, much money
1: is he worth, right? A lot. (laughs) You see him burning hundreds as if that's, like, a cool thing? Like, what – again, guys, use common sense, right? People like that don't do that stuff because they don't have to. Do you know who Tom Hanks' acting coach is? I don't, actually. Do you know Beyonce's voice coach? Uh, I don't. You never will. You'll never know. And they're sitting on piles of cash. Do you know who makes all the money in music?
0: The, uh, the producers, right? The writers, the right. Oh yeah. The writers, my bad. I mean, even- <laughs> was- writers,
1: right. Never know who they are. They don't go around promoting. They don't go, let me teach you how to write a platinum album it's only 97 dollars, and you can do it today
0: you're dropping some value man i'm glad you're on here brother because i think um you know you're a winner man you really are I, I i think that you know just the way you live your life you live it with a lot of integrity and you keep it real man and that's what i really respect about you and i'm really glad that that we're connecting because thanks man. It's the only
1: way to be. And some people are going to get pissed off. I get haters and trolls and all this stuff. I mean,
0: if you don't have haters, you're not doing anything. (laughs) You gotta be, again,
1: again, you're going to argue with me and defend someone with no integrity. Okay. Um, (laughs) Great. Uh, I I got another question
0: for you. What's your
1: favorite book? Man, that's a good one. Um, other than the, uh, Self-promotion, I won't do. Um, the Catalyst, <laughs> I'm reading right now, which is awesome, by Jonah Berger. Um, Think and Grow Rich, obviously, by Napoleon Hill's great. Um, the One Thing by Gary Keller's great. Um, those are all awesome books. Start With Why, right? Simon's book. Those are ones that influence me, you know, the most. And there's so many good ones. i probably not mentioning How to Win Friends, obviously, you know, a, a great one. There's a lot, I miss mean, so many great new authors coming out too, right? There's just a lot of great stuff to read. And I think people need to read more, right? We've, we've got so much extra time now. Yeah, we could watch fucking Joe Exotic a hundred times, but <laughs> how many times can you watch it, right? Like I watched it, it was funny, but you, you got to spend time reading, right? We can't be Netflixing all fucking day. Um, oh, exactly. I,
0: and, and we'll wrap it up here in a second, but I'm actually yeah. reading Mark Cuban's book, right now oh yeah Um, yeah he's
1: really good and this is a great topic you bring this up sorry to interrupt cuban just said he's not bringing his staff back so i don't know if you guys heard this but they're getting more production right remotely right from, from his staff and his companies than they are when they had buildings and rent and leases and all that he's staying remote so a guy like that that's really successful understands guys the world's changing. It's not, it's not going to go back to normal. So you got to get damn good right at working from home or remote or the beach or wherever you work from, because that's going to be the new norm, especially for us in sales.
0: Oh, I know. Think about, we're going to look back at this podcast about like a year from now and just think about how different some things are going to be. Yeah. And um, you know, for me, there's been a lot of opportunity. I, I, you know, I know it's been hard yeah. for some people, but for me, there's been a lot of opportunity during this time. So oh, um man. I can't wait to see where I'm at a year from now. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to looking back at this podcast and just seeing where I'm at. So yeah, fun. it's going to be,
1: it's going to be interesting, man. We had uh, you know, I had several keynotes cancel. Right. And it's like, you know, these are big, you know, these are five figure, you know, deals, right. This is not chump change, but what do you do? You can't bitch and whine or, you know, Hey, can I do it virtually? And they're like, Oh, you'll do that. Like, yeah. What do you mean? You just adapt. Um, I reached out to a a gentleman today on LinkedIn and, um, again, if you're not using LinkedIn guys, you're crazy. Right. Um, and if you want a LinkedIn guy, reach out to me, I'll give you Brian, but, uh, reach out to this guy about speaking. And I'm the only one that did it because no one's reaching out for speaking because there are no speaking gigs, but I didn't reach out and say, Hey, looking for a speaker. I'm like, Hey, when things get back to normal in 2024, when we're having gatherings again, you know? you want to consider somebody right um that's what i wrote and he's like hey man you know that's kind of funny but yeah talk to me at the end of the year so i have now a new connection that's building the pipeline guys yeah i can't speak right now right at the time of this recording right it's may but we we got to set ourselves up right we got to be ready we got to prepare Right. For what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. And that's what the good salespeople are doing now. They're building their pipelines, making new connections, building new relationships, right? Strengthening bonds. They're not worried about how many sales can I make today? Right. It's not
0: about that. That's awesome, man. And you know, eventually we'll do an event together, man. I already, I see that coming in the future. Yeah, man. Let's hope I, we can
1: all get in a room
0: together at some. We point. will, man. That's what I'm all saying. We'll look back at this in a year. We'll be like, man, it's uh, it's. Remember, remember, coronavirus 2020. Yeah. Everybody was, but but I've made so many connections, and I do want to wrap it up. We've kind of been going on for a little bit here. Yeah. Um. No but but we've, we're having a good conversation, man. I I like connecting with you, brother. And I think yeah, um, thanks, man. You know, and and but yeah, so so be ready, guys. You know, stay prepared. Listen to this guy. Go follow Steve. Steve, what's your uh, what's your social media? So people can get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, so a couple things, right? So um, Instagram, right? At the right T H E or the, depending how you say it. Steve Haru, H-E-R-O-U-X. Um, check out salesdnatest.com. That's obviously where we have so much information on how to really transform yourself. And hit me up on LinkedIn, guys. Again, LinkedIn, the most underutilized tool in social media. Um, and if you're in business or you're in sales or a speaker or whatnot, you got to be on there. You got to use it.
0: LinkedIn has saved me during this time, yeah, guys. Get on so LinkedIn. Great. I will tell you, I have made so many connections yeah. on LinkedIn it's not even funny. I mean, I have made so many friends that literally I'm going to hang out with after this yeah. and do business with, like I've met new customers and I've made friends from LinkedIn. And I mean, it's like, that's my, all the people I know is or not all yeah. the people I know, but I've met so many people that are doing business with me from LinkedIn. So get wow, on LinkedIn, such a great tool, follow Steve on Instagram, LinkedIn, message him, you're not going to get nothing but value from this guy. You know, we talk about value. You're going to get value from Steve Roo. Um, So thank, thank you man. guys. If you know, somebody needs to hear this, make sure you share it with them. Let's keep winning. You'll hear from me soon.